0: Welcome to another episode of Jim Lunsford's Resilience Unleashed, the podcast that empowers you to face life's harshest trials head-on. I'm Jim Lunsford, your guide through the murky trenches of life's battles. What's our objective? To emerge from each challenge stronger, wiser, and infinitely more resilient. Here, you're not just a bystander, but a resilience warrior in training, learning the tactics and strategies that enable you to fight the shadows of addiction, trauma, and the myriad obstacles life throws your way. Before we dive in, let me share something unique about this podcast. Each episode is actually a direct adaptation of articles from our headquarters, resilienceunleashed.net, brought to life through the power of AI. That's right, an advanced artificial intelligence reads the articles, providing you with critical insights and tactics in a new, Accessible Format Today's episode promises to equip you with the mental and emotional ammunition you'll need to rise above your circumstances. Our mantra is simple, be better today than you were yesterday. So gear up, warrior. You're about to experience a transformation that doesn't just change you but reshapes your core. Let's get after it. Detachment, the missing key in mental toughness. Introduction Greetings resilience warriors. I'm Jim Lunsford. We're not just talking today. We're diving deep into the operational field manual of the mind. We're unlocking one of the most potent strategies in your arsenal for mental toughness and resilience, the art of detachment. Look, the world is a battlefield rife with distractions, roadblocks, and mortars of criticism and self-doubt landing all around you. Do you think you can navigate that war zone effectively without a shield? Think again. This article is your mission briefing. The key objective? Equip you with the tactics, techniques, and procedures for mastering detachment. Why? Because detachment isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. It's your armor, your shield, and your tactical advantage on the battlefield of life. When chaos ensues, and believe me, it will, you need to be the individual who can stand firm, assess the situation, and act decisively. You need to be the rock in the middle of the storm, the steady hand in the operation room, the calm voice on the battlefield radio. Why is mastering this art a game changer, especially for high-performing individuals? Let me be clear, in a high-stakes game where performance and precision count, emotions are your potential downfall. Worry about outcomes, that clouds your judgment. Emotional reactions, they can lead to rash decisions. Material attachments, they weigh you down. Concern for other people's opinions, that dilutes your mission focus. Detachment strips all that away. It streamlines your thoughts, narrows your focus, and paves a straight path to your objective. So buckle up. Whether you're a CEO, an athlete, a soldier, or anyone striving for excellence, detachment is the field tested strategy that you need in your toolkit. No more being tossed around by the turbulent waters of life. It's time to become the rock, immovable, and unshaken. Get ready to fortify your mind and become a master of detachment. Stand by to get some. Section 1 Outcome Indifference Tactical Approach Listen up. Here's the hard truth, life isn't fair. You can put in the work, execute the plan with surgical precision and give it everything you've got yet still come up short. And when you've been knocked flat on your back, what will you do when that happens? Blame the circumstances? Blame your team? Blame yourself? No. You stand up, dust yourself off and assess. Why? Because a single outcome does not define you. Not by a win, and definitely not by a loss. You're defined by your character, resilience, and will deface the brutal reality of the situation and say, what can I learn from this? That's non-attachment to outcomes. That's understanding that no matter how high the stakes, the result is just data. Data you can use to adapt, evolve, and execute better the next time around. Ambition is the fire that fuels you, but detachment is the armor that protects you. You have to want to win. That desire is crucial. But you must also be prepared for the hits you'll take along the way. You can't control the battlefield entirely. You can't control the competition, the market conditions, or even the limitations of your team sometimes. But you can control your response. You can control the discipline, the effort, and the integrity you bring to the table. So when you aim for that goal, give it everything you've got. But remember, it's not the end of the world if you miss the mark. It's just another lesson on the road to victory. You adapt, you overcome, and you get back on the path. Your worth is not tethered to a single outcome. It's built on a foundation of consistent actions, relentless effort, and an unwavering commitment to improve. Setbacks? They're just setups for comebacks. So the next time you face defeat, smile at it. It's just another opportunity to prove to the world and yourself that you are unbreakable. Stand tall, move forward, and get after it. Section 2, Emotional Fortitude, Your Unseen Armor. Emotions, like fire, can either fuel you or consume you. You'll experience the highs and lows. There's no escaping that. But here's where the warrior's mindset comes into play. You don't let these emotions control you. You control them. You're the master, not the servant. Emotions are your tools, not your overlords. The first technique? Situational awareness. Yeah, that's right. Before reacting, take a moment. Call it a tactical pause. Evaluate what you're feeling and why. Is it anger flaring up because something didn't go your way? Is it fear gnawing at you because you're stepping into the unknown? Identify it. Give it a name, because when you name it, you own it. The second technique, breathing. Not just any breathing, deep, focused breathing. The kind of breathing that centers you. Inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, and hold empty for four counts. Do it like your life depends on it because, let me tell you, your mental life does. It slows down the whirlwind inside your head and gives you clarity. Next technique, positive visualization. Visualize the best case scenario, the worst case scenario, and the most likely scenario. Prepare your mind for all of it. This isn't about living in a fantasy world. It's about preparing for the reality of the battlefield, whether that battlefield is a boardroom, a conversation with a loved one, or your mind. And don't forget about physical displacement. When the emotion is overwhelming, when it starts to cloud your judgment, change your physical state. Drop down and give me 20. Sprint around the block. Do something that requires physical effort. Why? Because physical exertion releases endorphins, which are nature's way of hitting the emotional reset button. The final tool in your arsenal? Purposeful action. This is where you move. Use that emotion you've harnessed to fuel a conscious, deliberate action that aligns with your objectives, no knee-jerk reactions. No impulse moves, purposeful action driven by a mind that's taking control of its emotions. Remember, you can't stop the wave, but can learn to ride it. So when that surge of emotion comes, and it will come, don't let it sweep you off your feet. Harness it. Control it. Use it and let it propel you forward in a mission, never away from it. Emotions are going to show up. Let them in, but don't give them the wheel. You're the driver always. So grip that wheel tight, steer your course, and get after it. Section 3, Material Minimalism, Mission Over Material. All right, let's talk brass tacks. We're all entangled in a world screaming at us 24-7 by this. Own that. You're not enough without this. It's a relentless barrage, and you're fooling yourself if you think it doesn't take a toll. Studies show materialism is linked to various mental health problems, including anxiety and depression. According to a study published in the journal Psychology and Marketing, high materialism correlates with increased stress levels and decreased personal well being. Do you get that? Decreased. That's not where you want to be. Another report in the journal Motivation and Emotion reveals that people who value material goals are at greater risk of experiencing negative emotions like shame and anger. You see, the chase for material wealth becomes a never-ending treadmill. You're always sprinting, and the finish line keeps moving away. That's not a race you can win. So, how do you detach? First off, prioritize experiences over possessions. I'm not saying don't enjoy the tools and resources that can amplify your life. Go ahead, drive that nice car if you can afford it. Just don't let that car drive you. Your self-worth isn't hanging on a price tag. Second, practice minimalism. Look around. What do you actually need? What serves the mission? Get rid of the excess. Simplify. Believe me, a decluttered space leads to a decluttered mind. Third, embrace the mission, not the accolades and accessories that come with it. Medals and ribbons are nice in the military, but they're not the mission. The mission is to serve, protect, and accomplish objectives. Your mission is whatever you've committed your life to. Focus on that. Your worth is measured by your actions, integrity, and ability to contribute positively to those around you. It's not measured by square footage or the brand name stitched into your clothes. Fourth, become financially literate. Understand what you're earning and what you're burning. Having a grip on your finances isn't just smart, it allows you to focus on what matters. So here's the deal, material detachment isn't about living like a monk, but understanding that your possessions are not your identity. They're just tools. They can be replaced, but your time, your honor, and your impact, those are one of a kind. Don't give material things the power to dictate your happiness or self-worth. Keep your eyes on the objective, not on the swag. Detach from the material world, attach to your mission, and as always, get after it. Section 4, Opinion Warfare, Defending Your Mental Perimeter Listen up because this part's critical, detachment from the opinions of others. Now, don't get me wrong. Feedback is a gift, it's intel from the field. But letting other people's opinions run your life? That's not leadership, that's surrender. Bernard Baruch said, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. That's sage advice, not just fluff. Let's back it up with some science. A study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that people who seek to please everyone are more likely to experience depression and anxiety. They're handing over their mental freedom to the crowd. No, thank you. Here's another gem from Marcus Aurelius, the Stoic Emperor. I have often wondered how it is that every man loves himself more than all the rest of men, but yet sets less value on his own opinion of himself than on the opinion of others. Think about that. You're giving away your power when you let someone else's opinion dictate your self-worth or direction. So how do you handle it? First, Differentiate between constructive criticism and mere opinion. Constructive criticism is about your actions or mission. It's intended to help. Opinion is often just noise, rooted in the other person's perception or insecurities. Know the difference. Second, create a mental board of directors. These are people whose opinions you genuinely value, who have experience and wisdom, and, most importantly, who have your best interest at heart. If the criticism isn't coming from someone on your mental board, don't give it boardroom importance. Third, exercise discernment. Weigh the opinions, evaluate their merit, and then make your decision. Neil Gaiman said, remember, when people tell you something's wrong or doesn't work for them, they are almost always right. When they tell you exactly what they think is wrong and how to fix it, they are almost always wrong. And don't forget the fortitude to stand alone. As former Secretary of Defense James Mattis states, if you can't be wise, be disciplined. This means even if you aren't sure if you're absolutely right, you have the discipline to stand by your decisions if you believe in them. To sum it up, opinions will fly at you from all directions. That's a given. You can't control that, but you can control how you react. Keep your focus laser locked on the mission, not on the chatter. Keep your head in the game, maintain your inner peace, and drive forward. Stand by your decisions, learn when you must, and adjust as necessary. But never, ever surrender your mission or your mental freedom to someone else's opinion. Conclusion. Listen, if you're reading this, you're already halfway there. You're interested in detachment as a path to freedom from the stranglehold of emotions, the constant noise around you, and the opinions trying to throw you off course. This isn't just self-help jargon, this is a combat-tested philosophy. Detachment is your armor in the battle of life. Do you want action steps? Good. Action defeats indecision every time. So here's your call to action. Start small, but start today. Don't wait for a New Year's resolution or for the planets to align. The stars aren't going to get your life in order. You are. Step 1. Take a tactical pause when you find yourself emotionally charged, whether it's anger or excitement. Count to four. Breathe. Assess the situation like a commander looking at the battlefield. What's the right move, tactically and strategically? Step 2. Start a detachment journal. Write down situations where your emotions flared or someone's opinion swayed you. Note how detachment could have changed the outcome. This is your AAR after action report and it's how you'll improve. Step 3. Reduce material clutter. Start with something simple like cleaning out a drawer or removing clothes you haven't worn in a year. Recognize the lightness you feel when you let go of material possessions this is a small-scale practice for detaching from larger things later on step four set aside time each week to turn off social media and the constant chatter and opinions use this time to review your goals and mission and realign yourself in this silence your voice becomes clear your detachment muscle won't get stronger overnight it takes reps it takes discipline But every day you exercise this skill, you're getting that much closer to resilience, freedom, and your mission. So do it. Embrace the path of detachment and see how it transforms your life. It's going to be hard. Anything worth doing always is. But you've got what it takes. You're already a warrior in this battle. Now arm yourself with detachment and get after it. Stay disciplined. Stay resilient. This is Jim Lunsford, reporting from the front lines of life's battlefield. The headquarters? Resilienceunleashed.net. What happens there? It's a crucible where discipline fuses with resilience and character is sculpted from raw will. What are we up against? Addiction, trauma, and the obstacles that ambush you in the dark corners of life. The mission, better today than yesterday. That's the standard. And we're not lone wolves. We're a unit, an army of resilience warriors. We are prepping for tomorrow's battles while also becoming leaders of the fight. Dig in at the trenches at resilienceunleashed.net for the tactics, strategies, and game plans.